I'm sure you've often heard the, uh, the, the question of, can you give a gift on Shabbos or not? If you're going out to Shabbos, can you bring a gift? Can you give a gift or can't you give a gift? What is the problem with giving a gift and where does it come from? And the uh, origins of it are in our, in our Mishnah. And links to what we discussed yesterday, that there were certain things that the Chachamim uh, forbade on Yom Tif, uh, because of Tirche Yetera. It was just, it, it, it ran the risk of taking your mind completely off Yom Tif. Uh, and, and, we, and we talked about that, and this is linked to it in some way. The case of the Mishnah is, Kol shechayavin alav mishum shvut, mishum reshut, mishum mitzvah, b'shabbos chayavin alav b'yomtev. Anything which the Chachomim forbade on Shabbos. Um, and, and even if it's something that involves a mitzvah, uh, whatever they forbade on Shabbos applies on yomtev as well, because, as it says at the end of the Mishnah, the only area where Shabbos and Yom Tov differ <coughs> are when it comes to <coughs> excuse me, the preparation of food. <coughs> and in the process, the Mishnah gives an example of What is an example of something which was forbidden even though it's Rashut? Rashut doesn't mean it's, it's just Rashut. It's something that you're allow, uh, allowed to do. You're not... There no isurim or chiyuvim involved. Rishut means, as Rashi explains, there's a bit of a mitzvah involved, but not a major mitzvah. Um, and an example of what you can't do on Shabbos, even though it's Rishut, uh, is Lord Danim. <coughs> we don't judge cases in Beisdin. Lomekachin, and you can't marry a woman on Shabbos. Uh, and the Gemara goes into, into the question, marrying a woman, after all, is a mitzvah. And the Gemara says, we're talking about a case where he's already got children, um, and therefore, the Shulchanoruch paskins that uh, the Ramor paskins that Yesh Matirim LeKadosh Echadim Lo Ishavonim. If he doesn't have a wife or sons or children, this is his first marriage. Uh, the Rabbeinu Tam paskins that you can, because that's not Rishut anymore. That's a proper mitzvah, uh, and and therefore that's something that you would be able to do on Shabbos. Um, anyway, to get back to this Velo Makadshin, why not? The Morgan Avrom said, you remember the Morgan Avrom? We've had a few times recently. The Morgan Avrom is the most probably the most important parish on Orachayim. So the Orachayim, the first section of Shulchan Aruch, the Morgan Avrom, is, is certainly the most foundational. And, and, and most of the understanding of the halacha lemaisa, of practical halacha in, in Orachayim, is through the eyes of the, of the Morgan Avrom, including a lot of what the Mishnah Berurah teaches us, is, is through the, the eyes of the Morgan Avrom. Um, 17th century Morgan Avrom, and I've told you, it's always so fascinating to me because he was... One of these unknown people, and one wonders sometimes how many more unknown people are there like that. The Magan Avrom, all of that the Magan Avrom gave us, and he was unknown throughout his life. He was discovered by chance by the Shach who was visiting the town. He was a, he was a Cheder teacher. And the, uh, the, the Shach gave a shir in the town and asked a very difficult question, and somebody answered it. And he said, wow, that's an amazing answer. Where did, how did you come to it? He said, my teacher in Cheder taught me. So the Shach wanted to know who the Cheder teacher was, and he discovered the Morgan Avrom. And he, he gave the Morgan Avrom some level of visibility, but still he wasn't very famous until after he died, and people found his for him, and then he became the, uh, the Morgan Avrom. So if any of you are not yet that well known, don't worry, write a, write a safer like the Morgan Avrom, and you've got a chance, it'll become, that, that's a possibility. Uh, so the Morgan Avrom says, the reason you can't marry a woman is, Gezer Shema Yichtov. 
the gezerah is, is in case you'll you'll write something down, a star, a note, a ksuba, whatever you, you you might write, which is the same gezerah as you'll see for not doing business on Shabbos. So so not making deals on Shabbos. Here we, we're dealing now in this Mishnah with things that are not tirchiyatera. It's not a whole lot of labor, not a whole lot of effort, and it's not an isudor isa. And yet the chachomim asked it. Why? What what was the basis of the isu? So when the Chachomim asks something, they need a halachic basis. They can't just ask something because it's not Shabbos Dekha. There needs to be some methodology of saying this could lead to that. There needs to be a physical, practical basis for the Gezerah. So in the case of, of um, making a deal on Shabbos, we're worried about Shema Yichtov. And, and that whole idea of Gezerah Shema is also an issue about where is your mind. Because if your mind was really on Shabbos and Yom Tov, you wouldn't come to write. You would know, I'm doing a deal, but at Shabbos and Yom Tov, I, I know what I'm doing, I'm not going to write. So the whole idea of Gezeris, so many of the Gezeris, particularly on Shabbos, uh, a lot of the halachas of Muktzah, uh, are in case you can't t- hold a pen in your hand in case you'll come to write. But you're not coming to write, you're just holding the pen. But there's a natural flow of the mind when, when you're mindless, when your mind is not focused on the right things, the, the chance of doing something, finding your hand, doing something which you weren't planning to do, the, the, the chance of that is very high. And so that's the basis of the, of the Lomikadshin. Still nothing about giving a gift, but we have the Rambam, says, right at the very end of Hilchus Mechira, the Rambam says, if you give a gift on Shabbos, or you sell on Shabbos, even though you're not allowed to, the sale or the gift is valid. It doesn't interfere with the legality of the deal. It's just you're not, you're not meant to do it because of Hilchus Shabbos. But in terms of Hilchus Chosh and Mishvat, in terms of Hilchus Mechira, it works. So here's an interesting case of intersection between two sections of Shulchan Aruch. From an Orachayim perspective, you can't do this. But if you did it from a Chosh and Mishvat perspective, it's done. The Rambam Paskins there, the Magid Mishnah says the source for the Rambam of not giving a gift on Shabbos, uh, on Shabbos and but if you did, the, the gift is, works, it, the transfer takes place. Says the Magid Mishnah, it's our Mishnah here, and Daflamit Vavamit Bay is this Mishnah of, of not marrying a woman, where the Yerushalmi on, on this Mishnah says, in all these cases, if it's done, it's done. You, you're not allowed to do it, but if it's done, it's done. If you married the woman, the woman is married, and so on. And, and it's from there, so the Rambam is, is the first place that we kind of see clearly. Uh, that b'shabbos, giving something on Shabbos also is also. And, and how does that work? So when the Chachomim forbade Mekach Memka, when they forbade doing business, doing deals, what exactly did they forbid? What, what, is the, what are the, the boundary lines? You remember we, we had a case in, uh, earlier on uh, where, where Rashi talked to us about the, about the boundary lines of a, of a Gezerah. We were talking there about Perus Hanoshrim about fruit that fell off a tree and you can't pick up the fruit even though you're not plucking the, sh- the fruit. And that included even an egg that came out of a chicken. And we said, but that's crazy. What's the connection? But the way the, the gazera is worded, we said you use philosophy to decide there's a need for a gazera. But, you word the, but once the gazera is worded, you use law to figure out whether something is included or not included in it. So what was Mecha Chumemke? was transferring ownership. That's the piece that was awesome. If Mecha Chumemke is also because transferring ownership usually requires a record. 
I've owned it all this time. From now on, you're the owner. Who knows that you're the owner? Where's the... So normally when you transfer ownership of anything meaningful, you make a record. That's the Shema Yichtov. So writing is part of transferring ownership. So the Chachomim didn't just say you can't write when you make a deal. They said, better don't do business on Shabbos. Your mind shouldn't be there. If your mind is on the deal, you, get, you, you could come to writing, which is a sign that you shouldn't be doing it in the first place. It's not just, it's okay to do business. The Chachomim was just worried, maybe you're right. No, the fact that, that psychologically, this, the, the step from doing a deal to making a note of it is so close that's a sign that you don't, that, that you shouldn't be doing that altogether. And that's why we call a, a gazera a geder. A geder sets where, where is the boundary line. And so when the Chachomim say it's easy to go from A to B and B is an Isidoraisa, they put up the boundary line because that's the real boundary. That means you shouldn't even be holding a pen in the case of Muktzah, or you shouldn't even be doing a deal. Because the fact that it's so close to the Isidoraisa makes the thing itself also awesome. So the um, so now we have a Shulchan Aruch, which is interesting in Shin Chof Gimel. Um, so what, what I want to look at now is clearly that to write on Shabbos is a Doraisa. To do business on Shabbos, an Isidra which could lead to an Isidra Um Giving a gift is also transfer of ownership. So it fits into that category. You could say, but it's not a deal, and you don't always make a note. You just give a gift. But what did the Chachomim asa transfer of ownership? So at, at a certain point, if I say, yes, I'm transferring ownership, I'm not doing a deal, it's, not a, it's just a gift. What happens if my mind is on Shabbos? It's a Shabbos gift. So now it gets a little bit more delicate. The Shulchan brings a case of, of you've got a kli you want to use on Shabbos, and you, you need it for your meal. You can't eat without it. But it hasn't had tefillah yet. It hasn't been, you haven't taken it to the mikveh. It was made by a non-Jewish person and has to go to the, to the mikveh. Um, there's a question in the, in the Shulchan Aruch. The Yoresh Shemaim Yetzei Et Kulam. A Yoresh Shemaim does it the, the following way in order to be Yetzei Kol to do it, to cover himself in every way. The Yitain Haklila Eino Yehudi B'Matona. He should give the gift to a non-Jew as a gift. Then borrow it for, the, for Shabbos. And then it doesn't need tefillah because the tefillah belongs to a non-Jew. But this is on Shabbos, so you see you can give a gift on Shabbos. Uh, otherwise, how does this work? Says the Morgan Avrom, again, our famous Morgan Avrom, Kivan Shabbos. So here we have a point where, where the Halach is going to say, yes, but a deal you can't do even if it's the Tzorich Shabbos, but when it comes to transferring ownership for the very Shabbos from a Melechus Machsheves idea, as we were discussing yesterday, you're, you're actually doing it because of Shabbos. Not, not you're doing it, but your mind is on it. You're doing it because of Shabbos. You need it for Shabbos. In such a case, the Gezerah wasn't made because it's Torah Shabbos. And the Mishabura brings that as well elsewhere, saying that Mecha um, Chabemcha is also, even if it's just oral dealing, you can't do it. Giving a gift is close to Mecha Chomemka. With Matona, it's okay if it's the Torah Shabbos for Yom Tov. It's interesting that there's a Mordechai that brings the Bahag who says that he doesn't say the mitzvah of Shabbos or the mitzvah specific to Yom Tov. And he uses that as the basis of Lulu Venesrog. If you, on the first day Yom Tov, you want to give a person. A lulav and esrog b'matona. Can you do that on Yom Tov? So the um, 
the, the Mordechai Paskins Yes, because it's a Tzorich Mitzvah. Uh, the Beis Yosef discusses that Mordechai and Simon Tafkuf Kavzayin and has some difficulty with it. Uh, but it's interesting, the Mordechai is going a step further and just saying Mishum Mitzvah. What, what we see in the Mogan Avrom and elsewhere is it's got to be Letzorich Shabbos or Letzorich that Yomtev. I'm giving you the Lulav and Esra because you can't be mit, you're to the Mitzvah of the day. That's that's why you can't you can't. It's not just that you that, that it's that it's in order, it, it's okay to do it. But it's interesting to understand to see to what extent the Chachomim didn't want us getting involved in transfer of ownership on Shabbos because that takes your mind completely out. The fact that it could lead to to writing means that when you're doing a deal, your mind is somewhere else altogether. When the very deal you're doing is to facilitate Shabbos and Yom Tov particularly if it's in the area of, of matona, you're giving a gift and it's to facilitate, that would be okay. What about giving a gift, you're going to somebody for dinner, can you take, can you take them a gift? So it's not Latzorich Shabbos and Yom Tov. Uh, you, can, you can manage Shabbos and Yom Tov without it. It's not Latzorich, it wouldn't really be included in that. So if you give somebody a gift, really the right way to do it is to say, I'm, I'm delivering it today, but it's, uh, you, you can have it from, uh, from what's a Shabbos that the gift only actually takes effect on, on Motzah Shabbos, that you're not getting involved in transferring ownership on Shabbos and Yom Tov, unless it's actually the Tzorich Shabbos for Yom Tov, you need it for Yom Shabbos. Could you argue somebody brings you a bottle of wine, if you drink the wine at that meal or on, over Shabbos, it's called the Tzorich Shabbos? But it's not really the Torah. Like Lulu of you can't be making the mitzvah without it. Like the Tefillah's Kalim. Yeah, if you don't have any other wine, for sure. If you need to make Kiddush and that's your only wine, for sure. But if they brought you it's a really nice bottle of wine, then you've got to say, can we use your wine? <laughs> Is it okay to use your wine today? It's still your wine. Uh, just to, so that those boundary lines of Shabbos, because Shabbos is about boundary and about staying. We talk about Yom Tov is, is more is more expansive, but Shabbos is about uh, about boundary, and that and part of the boundary is not only ourselves but our objects, not only where they go physically, but even where they go legally. And on, on Shabbos and Yom Tov, there's a restriction on the legal movement of objects, whether it's through gift or through business, unless it's needed for the Shabbos and Yom Tov itself.